0: You are listening to Flipping the Narrative. Come and flip with us. Hey, hi, hi Laura. Hi Louise. Uh, we are on the brink of World War Three. Gosh, (laughs) what times we live in. (laughs) How are you guys? How are you? Are
1: you doomsday scrolling? Uh yeah, everything's awful. I saw the price of gas today and I'm like, everything is just going to boom. And I, you know, it's been a lot of talking to my kids about trauma and refugees and all. It's just such an awful time, you know? mm. um, which is why I'm kind of excited about tonight because I, I fangirl over this woman all the time, but I won't get yeah. the surprise quite yet. Lou, how are you? Me too.
2: Okay. You know, I just got out of uh, a few, you know, almost a week of um, tummy aches. <laughs> So nice to come out of that. And so your stomach's
1: nice. not your stomach's not local yet. <laughs> You've been oh, here a while, happened. dude.
2: <laughs> it's everything, you know. It's but it's nice good. to be back yeah. in the okay, kitchen.
1: well,
2: a couple of projects coming yeah. up, so nice. happy about that.
0: No. Hey, and I'm, I'm on a train actually, so <laughs> <laughs> just there might be a couple of interferences and whatever. But yeah, no, I'm so excited about this episode, and Damn. it is like a complete and total and oh my gosh honor to, to have a Nobel prize winner with us and not mm-hmm. just a Nobel prize winner right. a Nobel prize winner for peace the first filipino to win Amen. the Nobel prize the woman i mean just you know as apart from being uh sorry for the disclosure a personal friend of mine i mean i am just so in awe of this of this um, woman and what she's gone through what she continues to go through what she's achieved and gosh, the fight that she continues to fight every single Amen. day of her life. And Amen. not only that, of course, she's, she's all that. She's an activist, a truth seeker, a yeah. first class journalist, but mm-hmm. she's also like the coolest, funnest person to hang out with. So, you know, really just all around amazing person. And um, her name is? actually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her, her name is Maria Ressa, the one and only Maria yes. Ressa. And I would, I mean, Maria, your bio is like, well, 10 pages long, so I'm not even going to go there. But just suffice to say for now, your main, your main drag is like, you know, um, Rappler CEO and president. Rappler is a groundbreaking digital news platform. I'm sure even by saying that I'm not giving it, doing it justice. But apart from the Nobel Peace Prize, which you share with Dmitry Muratov, who is actually in Russia right now, right? you've been person of the year one of the most influential people in the world in 2019 most influential women most inspiring you know top top 50 thinkers and all these awards (laughs) we've gotten and i'm telling you we're we're, i mean i know you don't have enough time so i'm just gonna let's just get into it and welcome 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 welcome, welcome.
2: thanks for giving us your time maria so what's keeping you busy right now? Have you had a chance to, you know, get a <laughs> glass of champagne with friends, celebrate with family? What's, what, what's that like out of your, you know, professional side?
3: I, I think it's just gotten busier and busier and busier. So, you know, we're in like 70 odd days before elections mm-hmm. uh, and we're rolling out tech. The tech is being built. Finally, Rappler's goal is we build communities of action. How do you do that yeah. with tech? We should have been able to do this in 2016, but when we came under attack, that money that was slated to build tech went to pay legal fees. We're in the process of building, you know, trying to figure out how does civil society, how do communities, how do businesses deal with disinformation? And that became like global news because disinformation is one of the the weapons of war used by Putin in the invasion of Ukraine. You know, something the world should have seen coming as early as 2014. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, 2016 here first, then down to the 2016 U.S. elections. Anyway, if I was busy before the Nobel, like normally busy, like juggling already. Now I'm like, ah, (laughs) trying (laughs) to find my way. I always used to say I'm trying to swim up through two oceans of water. Now it's become Mm -hmm. four of water. But Girl. Here's the part I think that's really cool. But what do you do to unwind? Wait, wait, ask- wait. This is the yeah. part you feel really cool. I want to hear that. Oh Maria, what what do you feel is really cool? Let's just say the world will be created to- in the next few months. The next mm-hmm. few months will this determine. Like for us, elections in the Philippines is existential. The rest yeah. of the world, we're yeah. actually watching the world be mm. remade. The geopolitical world order is being remade in front of our eyes right now. Grabe, how scary. Absolutely, how exciting, how scary. Yeah.
0: Um, do you kind of feel like it's a counter-revolution that's happening now? I mean, you know, that whole Hegelian dialectic, right? Synthesis, the antithesis and, you know, thesis, like this push towards fascism and authoritarianism. Is that kind of inevitable because it's,
3: or you know, kind of counter-revolutionary in a way? Like a pendulum swing, going this way and this way, right? But yeah, I would like say, yeah, like a pendulum swing, yeah. But I would say it's also, it is also like Barbara Tuchman. It's like the march of folly. It's history repeating itself. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've been here yeah. before. The no, the last Nobel laureate who was a journalist was, you know, languished in a Nazi concentration camp. He was awarded in 1935, and here we are again. Why is a journalist? Why are journalists awarded? Because we're just mm. on the brink of destruction against fascism, right? The destruction of, of democracy. Boy, I sound so cheery. I think I need a drink, um, <laughs> but, uh, is it, look, I think technology played such a huge role, yeah. Laura, you should, technology hastened it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, could we have course corrected in the yeah. old world before technology moved, became a behavior modification system, we could have course corrected. Yeah, would President mm. Duterte have been able to get away with as much as he has gotten away with in the past? Trump, no. all mm. of this mess, yeah, crazy uh, Trump, so- yeah, all of them.
1: Well, and even Trump. Putin, call any, yeah, yeah exactly, to a great exactly, all of it. Yeah. But so what I love so much about Maria's work, you know, personally, is I find. She was so on the ball so freaking early. I mean, you've written about terrorism, woman, right? And you've been in the trenches, like you're pretty hardcore on all these things. But what I love is you were one of the first to really equate, dude, this is the new terrorism. We got to freaking monitor it. It needs policing. It needs all of this crap. And something I wanted to make sure to share with you, you know, sort of socially, I guess, as a friend, this thing is called flipping the narrative because we're so... First it was a slur back in the day against Filipinos, right? So we want to sort of co-op that and turn it on its head, but also ask about it. And so much of what you do to me is so heroic in part because you're guarding our narrative. Not that not that there has to be one narrative of any one culture, one narrative of any one history, but that you've been so freaking on the ball about dude. It's not even about one truth and an interpretation, it's about outright lies. So that there is no fact, right? Um, oh my god! I mean, and you were really on the ball there, way early. So, so here you are. As thanks for that, <laughs> you have our thanks, but you also have a big freaking headache.
3: No, I think though what we realize is that questions of identity, which is what mm. you guys are are mm. are focused on exploring, have been weaponized, right? Yeah. So, I mean, here's a specific example: Where did Russian disinformation, Mm. the information operations center in the United States in 2016, race relations on both sides. Black Lives Matter, right? I mean, Asian hate. How did this all surface again? These are all, they simmer under the surface, but when it is pounded open, which is what information operations do, you know, it explodes. And the hard part is, you know, you can't really say that but these are not these are issues each of us deal with but they used that to be means. a time when we could talk about it we could right. not be emotional about it it's emotional mm. to begin with because it's it's essential to who you are but right. now it is you know with Weaponized. anger and hate coming yeah. at you so Mm-mm. I think I mean it's inevitable that the world is at war I mean hopefully not the world right yeah. now it's only Ukraine at war but mm. you know at this actually that's one of the things mm -mm. yeah
0: but you know like you were saying like the disinformation um program it's a long time in the planning i mean so people like putin and everything they're way ahead of us right i mean this even if it's fought on a level of technology the kind of planning that goes into it is years and years and years in advance right so They were prepared for 2016. They're prepared for now. Even the disinformation that's going on inside Russia itself, where you have Russians that believe the whole denazification, you know, Mm. bullshit that Putin is selling them. So it's, it's the insidious, the evilness, the evil actually in that is terrifying.
3: So I think, you know, we use this phrase in, in, in this documentary film. I don't think it's as much that someone planned it out as it was more death by a thousand cuts right like when you have a a startup it's like you you do something you check and see does it work does it does not work and then you keep going and the craziness is that impunity continued yeah we allowed it to continue rule of law banished. right so that's part of it that's the reason why we are where we are today in 2014 yeah Crimea was annexed by Putin, mm-hmm. um, but if you go back 15 yeah. years, Georgia, right? But mm-hmm. so yeah. in that time mm-hmm. period, that's when information operations and information warfare really became clear. And then, yeah. and then 2016, we were the first domino to fall. Then you had yeah. it followed less than a month later with there was yeah. Brexit, huge, yeah. right? And then of course Trump. But anyway, let me not. So I can, I can, we can track. The disintegration. Yeah. And I because I'm a journalist, I think it is the information, it is what we believe. Because and I've said this so frequently in the last six years that I, I hear it in my sleep. If you don't mm. have facts, you can't have yeah. truth. If you yeah. don't have truth, you don't have trust. Mm-hmm. Trust. If you don't have any of those three, we don't have a shared reality, right? Yeah. There's this it's other sad. book by Stephen Covey a long time ago yeah. where he said. Mm. everything moves at the speed of trust so without trust we have nothing and here's where we are anyway boy i am such a ray of sunshine
2: (laughs) (laughs) i I have i can i can i pull on that a little bit because one of the things that has always um really amazed me about the filipino is you know our culture of values of family of respecting others And and one of the things that I see is that, um, you know, moving away from the politics, it has broken our culture from the, I mean, really from the foundations that were values people knew us for. And Mm -hmm. and when you were talking about, you know, that shared reality, one of my biggest fears was we don't have anything to share. We become more isolated. That creates a void. And, and, and then what happens, like sharing is such a core value to us as Filipinos, that this isolation and this mistrust that has seeped through our entire society, what is going to happen with us as a people moving forward? And what that has basically exacerbated in the small pockets of Filipinos that exist with different subcultures all around the globe. Mm.
3: Yeah. That's so... Rude. There's, you know, I am I'm, I'm nearly done with a, a draft of a book. It's called How to How to Survive. Wait, now I can't even remember <laughs> the title of my book. Um, what is my book? How to how to I'll I'll Google find it. at some
1: point how to survive something, Maria Dessa, just wait for it, people. Look for yeah. survive and look for Maria Reza and get her book when it comes out. <laughs> How to I mean, stand the, the up to it. a
3: dictator. How to stand up to uh, a yes. dictator. To yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So I just wrote this thing of like, the all it takes is one and one is not enough. All it takes mm-hmm. is one, but one is not enough, right? Um, in anything. And let's, so in order to have just one dissenting voice in a group mm-hmm. of friends is enough to make all of you think better. If right. if we're in a company, Right. Just one person who dissents makes us better managers, makes the company better. But one person isn't enough to actually mm. create anything. Because you're so, from where it's coming from, what you asked, what you said, I don't believe our values have changed. Mm. I think Filipinos still believe in the same things. I think we've been encouraged to release our demons. That's why we have so many, so many sexist and misogynistic. Mm. attacks against women or lgbtq right online Mm. but it's online and here's the reason why i think that all of the social media platforms want you to believe that the cyberspace is different from the real world but it's not people live in both spaces there's only Mm. one reality that we live in so you know our physical world the rule of law in the physical world somehow needs to get replicated in the virtual world in, the, in cyberspace, right? That's the fundamental problem, I think. But here's what we're seeing, right? What are you seeing? Despite all of the hate and all of the anger, um, you're seeing lots of crowds, lots of people coming for the same message from two different candidates, unity and love, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Marcos and unity and Lenny and radical love. I These are still the same things. They're just deployed in different ways. So I guess I'm up op- still optimistic. Go. I,
1: I wanted the last time we met Maria, I, I you probably don't remember because you just meet so many people with much more interesting ideas than this. But <laughs> I I remember speaking with you about way back in the day in a different life for me, what I was studying was. Resistance in postmodernity. So, right in in modernity, you have a very clear, I'm the slave owner, I am the slave, I'm the colonizer, I'm the colonizer. So it's a much clearer delineation between HAMS, has, not, et cetera, et cetera. And the genius of postmodernity was co-opting a lot of that resistant language and technique. So you had, I even remember so well the first time I saw it, the poster of Nike, and it said yeah. for for colored yeah. shoes and the white hegemony. And I was like, and the what now? Where did you like, where does Nike get off using that word that you only ever saw in academia, yeah. right? And then you and I were talking about the fact that this has sort of become the holy crap moment for that. Where the co-opting, something, a message like unity, a message like make America great again. Oh like it's 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 all of the playbook of resistance. It's all of the playbook of progressive radical love just applied in the most fascist, cruel ways. And I, I remember we talked about it, and I remember asking you then, and I guess I want to ask you now, do you see a future for resistance? How can we mobilize more effectively in this digital, slippery age,
3: you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like so, so the first question is, you know, there's a phrase, gaslighting. It's right. turned against you. Everything Absolutely. is, I mean, who knew what gaslighting meant until the age who of knew? social media, right? right. Like, yep. so, and it's a way, it's also the way that free speech has mm-hmm. been used to stifle uh, free speech. Amen. Right. But is there a way? Yes. So w- this is what we're trying to do about, four elections, in the 70 odd days that we have left, we're trying to create a, I call it a pyramid, but it is also, I also call it a mesh it's 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 a four level pyramid and it's Hmm. it's really so the title of this pyramid is hashtag facts first ph facts first ph now know that facts are really boring and they don't spread on social media because they're really boring right right. so so here's here's the thing right so in the pyramid the foundational layer of the pyramid is fact checking which is really boring but if you have fact-checking by news organizations that A, never used to work together, and mm. B, never used to send the signals both to Google and to social media, mm. that they are linked, right? Um, yeah. Now we have 16 news organizations doing this. So that's the foundation. And that increases content creation as well of facts. So atomized fact-checking, boring. but. But now you have signals. So the news groups are pillars. That leads to the second layer, which is, we call it the mesh. These are Mm -hmm. NGOs, civil society groups, business organizations, the church. These are groups that will take the fact check and will personalize and make it theirs because, Mm -hmm. frankly, our elections are emotional. And frankly, all politics is personal. And what's yeah. personal is political, right? Right. So, right. so, and here's the other part that's going through the all four layers. Let me tell you the third layer and the fourth layer. The third mm-hmm. layer are all these research groups that, that look at disinformation. Mm-hmm. And every week, these research groups who have never worked together. So even the collaboration of, of working together is incredible because if one group has the macro of historical research But they don't have a data scientist. They can actually fit and match each other. And that's what we're seeing happening. Plus, we're helping give the data together. Finally, the last part, layer four, is the law. So Mm -hmm. you have groups like the Free Legal Assistance Group working with the Philippine Bar Association, working with the Integrated Bar of the Philippines, the same way that the business organizations are working hand-in-hand with the human rights groups on layer two. Going through this entire pyramid is a data platform. It's called Check. It's, it's created by Medan in San Francisco. I, I sit on the board of Medan. But this is a platform that most fact-checkers use globally. And what okay. we did is we just asked them tech. We just asked them to customize it so that all of the news organizations, when they ask their community to send in the lies that they want checked. Nice. check, That it it doesn't only go to one news group. It goes to all of us. It goes to the more than 120 groups that are part of that pyramid. So hearts and minds, a battle for facts in an Avengers assemble moment. Awesome. And the goal, what's the goal? Because the lies are exponential. Society Mm. and civil and journalists have never really figured out how to how to move at that pace. Humanity and democracies move still at the pace of the human mind. So how do you Mm. connect them together? By connecting the lies that your community will share with you, with the news group, with the civil society, with research, with law. They're all together. So at least that glacial speed is shifted a little bit faster, still not at the speed of a machine but it's a little bit faster. But Maria, they're, there's also, you.
0: they're also saying that there's a crisis of ignorance, right? So you have crisis of truth, you know, facts and everything, but there's also crisis of ignorance where there's kind of like a willful, willful, a willful will, willingness to not listen to, you know, to be in your own echo chamber and to, to not kind of, Try to critically analyze what's going on and like getting your, your 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 information only from one source and not cross-checking or whatever or or just being so easily explained like we have things like ivermectin i mean so many right ivermectin yeah, I mean, and and the whole I mean,
3: pizza gate thing like in the u.s yeah. and everything so how do you find how education is also an important part of that isn't it yes and no so you had three things i think the first is like it's there's this willful blindness. Margaret Heffernan wrote this book like more than a decade ago, right? That looked at, Mm -hmm. you know, why do we turn away from the things we see? We don't name it. If we're running, you're Mm -hmm. running an organization. If you're running an organization, right? You see the problem, but you don't really, because it's too difficult or you don't want to deal with it or it's ugly, it's hard. You look away, we look Mm -hmm. away, right? So why do we have willful blindness? I think the other part is, Bambina, you said, my gosh, I should have written down those three things. The so willful blindness is the first. The second one was what was Lack your of education?
1: Then, a lot of education, Maria. So, so, yes,
3: so education critical, is critical. thinking. Uh Yeah. But, but we're getting to the point where the technology is going beyond our ability to think mm-hmm. and analyze. Right. Daniel Kahneman wrote a book, uh, Thinking mm-hmm. Fast, yeah. Thinking Slow, and yeah. and Our mode of communication today, social media, the world's largest delivery platform Mm. for news is a thinking fast system, meaning it rewards emotional Mm -hmm. rewards, anger, Mm -hmm. hate. But journalism, democracy, governance, running a company, these are all thinking slow processes. So when you're asking about education, I guess it's twofold. The first is, our educational system needs to get ramped up. We are the last country oh, in the world oh, to God, actually I'm have face to face, right? Um, our history yeah. books, FEU, they're they're <laughs> yeah. Their I, I
0: attended books. that. That was really mm-hmm. excellent. That that particular webinar, mm-hmm. the the lack. I mean, just the absence of facts, basically put it that way, or the, the creative use of facts in history, the way it, that appears in mm-hmm. the it's a lack of vetting yeah, no, as well, is staggering.
1: But, so, but I think to, to Maria's point, the speed kasi. So it's not naman that we never had people who weren't critical thinkers before. I think also coming from a primarily poor country, it's tough to require critical thinking of all of our people, but we're not stupid either. And so much of this has happened naman, Nixon. I mean, you know, this has happened throughout history. The, the main difference for me is exactly what you said, Maria. The speed of the damn thing and the erosion mm-hmm. of... Traditionally naman kasi when we talked about news organizations, and journalism, for good or bad, we there was a trust there, right? They did their research, so I don't have mm. to, so I can, etc. There's a downside yeah. to that, sure. But well, yeah. there's no trust in that. There's no trust in freaking doctors. There's no, mm. they, and it's so yeah, freaking fast, yeah. so fast. Mm. So I've met some I- incredibly overeducated people who say the dumbest shit, right? Mm. I'm sorry, but really, right? And then, and then, my favorite yeah. catchphrase is. I've done my research. I'm like, really, really, though? Have you? Yeah, Google's not research. (laughs) I mean, you know, the first entry that comes up in Google is
2: not research. I sort of see an analogy here. It's like we've been made to run a marathon, and we're not even aware that we're actually running a marathon. You know, we're in a marathon, and we don't know it. And that's, that's sort of pushing us on so many levels. Like, you know, uh, wh- wh- when, did we join? <laughs> when did we join this race? And, and the thing is, obviously, are we prepared? Will we be able to catch up with the run at some point?
3: I mean, that's a great, that's a great metaphor. But, you know, I, I guess two things. I'll take your, your marathon. But, but the first thing is the insidious manipulation. Yeah. You know, right? mm-hmm. Like you actually, yeah. you actually assume... That, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the old days, when when the problem was scarcity of information, scarcity, like we needed the information yeah, and it was like we wanted transparency, be more open. Yeah. right? remember Brandeis said the way to fight hate speech is with more speech, well, mm. bad speech with more speech, paraphrase. But today, in the age of exponential, when there's too much information, it's the age yeah. of abundance. Yeah. Um, you actually then need to slim it down yep. because the human mind can mm-hmm. only comprehend so much. So this so is much, the problem yeah. that we have. And, and this connects again to how we get our information, right? Mm-hmm. You assume that the delivery of the information to you is supposed to help you, not to manipulate you for yeah, money. Exactly. And yep. yet the reality is that the platforms that deliver information to us today or connections actually do not have our best interests at heart. Exactly. Exactly. So think, right? Like you're on your yeah. phone. What's the goal of these platforms? Mm-hmm. It's not to give you the information you That's need. because right. It's to you keep know, you a, on the phone. It's to keep you on exactly. the app. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how do yeah. they do that? Right and when they keep you on the app and keep you addicted, right, elevated levels of dopamine yeah 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 that's what it is. Yep. Right? so you're yeah. mildly addicted and they they' designed it that way. they make mm-hmm. more money the more time you spend on site yeah. but yeah. You, you and are your children humanity, yeah, we lose the longer we stay on the site mm-hmm. right Absolutely. they're not. Keeping our best interests at heart, though. No. Absolutely, right? it's all so about that's... the money. No, so, and so that's we... what I
0: find disheartening because there's oh, a yeah. cynicism. There's a cynicism to it's not it. Not even right? cynicism, Bams. It's
1: really a lack of giving a shit about the harm that it's doing to goddamn governments and people and our actual brains. Sorry, yeah, that's too, yeah, well, Mura, yeah that, but that's a. That's a but, but, Another thing I, system, I guess You yeah. know, I, I'm just doing a time check here because I know Maria's time is extremely valuable and we're like blessed to have her here even for two minutes. So I did want to ask, I remember Maria the last time you spoke uh, at an event that I went, um, I asked you how regulations were coming because, you know, even in cosmetics, right? Like if you wanted to burn an endangered tiger's fur and put it in a cream, you couldn't because we're regulated, right? If you right. wanted to swallow arsenic or put it on a cream because you think it'll make you look good. We're regulated and you can't do that. Right. So I, I asked you then, and you were saying there are some moves, and I read some stuff in, in Europe, but do you know if there's been a hastening to that, to finally regulating these companies?
3: Yes. So <sighs> the EU. So first, let's define the problem, right? Like it, it is about our attention, it mm. is a war for our attention. Mm. And in the past, the problem is that human beings in general, we, it's random where our attention goes. In the past, we had a short attention span. Like When I was with CNN, we used to have our pieces at a minute and a half, and they would say it's the first 10 seconds that will capture people's attentions. Right. Today, in the age of social media, human beings have less attention than a goldfish, which is three seconds. That's <laughs> kind of scary. Right. But that is like now now developed in us. So in the attention economy, power and money is determined by surveillance capitalism. This is a phrase Mm that Shoshana Zuboff from Harvard, uh, a Harvard emeritus professor, came up with to define this new economic model. And it is new. And in many ways, it is it has shifted the world. Um, So I I phrase it that way because everyone looks at all of the ensuing problems as separate problems. Content moderation, data privacy, Mm -hmm. uh, user harm, uh, even addiction. All of these things are all antitrust. All of these things come from surveillance capitalism. So to your question Mm -hmm. of legislation, um, the EU uh, has a democracy action plan. It's there's the law is called the Digital Services Act. um The EU Parliament votes in March, and that's something that's been shepherded through. I testified in Parliament uh, this year, I guess early this year. Thank, year. Maria, thank right? you for that. Ugh. But the goal again is to move it away from content moderation and kick it up to where the problem lies, which is yeah. in the machine, in the in the program. Mm. What is an algorithm? It is. Coded bias. It is your opinion in code executed exactly. by a machine. Yeah, I'm right? taking so, notes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. These are all things Coded I have to Coded bias. Think, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, some guys, I mean, it's the same it's thing, thing with reality. facial recognition, right? I mean, the bias mm-hmm. is there in facial recognition. Exactly. Remember, they were complaining about, you know, black you know, people of color and, and how, yeah, yeah, how they awful. weren't even represented by the algorithm, right?
1: So can I ask a bit of yeah, a no, um, not a Miss Universe question, but maybe like a fashion mag <laughs> question? So, no, seriously, yeah, and, I, and there's there's a legit reason for it. I, I talk about you as a hero, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, I think the what you have taken on for yourself, the stuff. Look, the ten minute meetings here, they're everywhere, yeah. and testifying, and all of the stuff, and facing real danger, and facing this barrage of hateful stuff online honest question like as a woman who wants to be sort of a warrior woman in this new world maybe really get out there because i have friends who are like Lao, i want to be more vocal like that but i'm scared man how do you manage your truthfully like how do you stay centered how do you are you not i don't know i see a therapist you know what i mean like how do you stay centered are you okay i guess as people who love you also want to make sure that you are Okay, you're loved. You're feeling safe and surrounded and held up and all that. I think the first is that you know,
3: I know I'm not alone. Okay. That's that's the first. There's I have great that my three co-founders are incredible. Yeah. We wouldn't have survived if it was just right. Me, right? Mm. This is so so collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Know you are nice. not alone, which is part yeah. of what COVID has 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 pulled us apart, right? And then I think point. this this the second thing is that. In, I I just said this, uh, I, was, uh, I was at Princeton a weekend ago, two weekends mm-hmm. ago, right? And, and I was just saying, regardless of how bleak things can look, there mm-hmm. is always an upside. There mm-hmm. is always, and that's that Chinese saying of crisis is opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not to, I would give back every single award for a working democracy and rule of law and Hmm. like really be doing boring journalism. But what's the, if we hadn't stood up for what we believe in one, I figured out who I was in a way that I would never have been tested before. Oh,
0: I can Um, see that.
3: Yeah. And then two Rappler figured out who we were Mm -hmm. and three, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, I guess, thank you, president Duterte would I have gotten a Nobel prize without you? (laughs) I mean,
2: That's a nice way to to put it.
1: That is is so wise and ancient and Byron Katie even of you, Maria. I think that's an incredible lesson. So many of us are still trying to, yeah. Yeah. It's grace, grace, grace. But Mm. also really, I just, I love the wisdom inherent in all of that. You know, that you're able to step back and see that.
3: But you're asking me how I cope. That really is how I cope. And then I work really hard. Mm. And then I think the last
1: Absolutely, Not alcohol, huh? You're saying you're saying alcohol. You're
2: you're I was going to say, what's your, <laughs> what's your favorite drink? What's your favorite drink? <laughs> you you what's, your favorite, what's your go-to drink? <laughs> I, I normally have a glass
3: of bread. I would get one now, except I have more meetings. Like I said, actually, the joke among us, we call ourselves, oh, well, Rapplers call the founders, because we're old, but they pretend we're not that old. We, our joke is that, you know, this we've turned gray in this mm-hmm. administration. These are things that we've done under every administration. You know, I've been yeah. through all of them since 1986. <laughs> but having said that, here's the other part, which we forget. And that's kind of what I started with. And when I had to write a Nobel lecture, mm-hmm. I actually put it up mm-hmm. front, right? Mm-hmm. Because the times when things are bad are also the times when you see the best. Mm-hmm. But there is good, yeah. right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. wow. To you like, and yeah. I know this from uh, yeah, like all true. the all the typhoon coverages that I've done when I was still yes. a reporter. I like, we'll go to this completely devastated place, and always Samar kicks in my mind. Right, I would, jo- I, we would land, our ferry would land, there would be nothing standing, and there's like a guy sitting by like what used to be his house, and he offers us what he has to eat. Right, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So there are all these things that. I love us. So I, I refuse. Us.
0: No, and I refuse. No, and, and I, I think yeah. that's also a way of saying that our values haven't changed, they're still there, yeah. but they've just somehow
1: been hijacked by certain
0: events. So, so we have so, to. Know.
1: We have to know. weaponize our kindness then, Bams. Ganon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll exactly. figure That's it out. You, no, no, no. Yeah. And, and do you yeah. remember, Maria, and everyone here, but on EDSA, I personally remember the flowers in the AK-47s, the rifles facing yeah. down the people, the nuns putting the flowers. So there, there must be a way to weaponize the kindness. Okay. Well, I want to make sure you have the floor. Like if you were like, okay, folks, listen, if you were freaking going to listen to me, this is what I want you to freaking walk away with. This is what to do. These are my hopes for the future. Or this, like, have the floor, woman. What would you say? To took me noise. Or, you know, really rethinking who we are, who we want to be in the world. Yeah. So, two points.
3: I think, okay. one, look at the cycles of history. On the 36th anniversary of people power, mm-hmm. we are again... Watching people power somewhere else, but we don't know Mm. how it's going to wind up, right? Like, Mm. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the videos in the Ukraine of Ukrainians. Like, their leader is, is, you know, a comedian who stayed, and because he stayed, yeah, I mean, inspired people, right? And
0: yeah, oh, he's really got balls, man. I love him, and then he applies for EU
3: membership, like in the middle of the whole. That's like, whoa. But he you know? is literally fighting for what he believes and fighting yeah. for his nation. And I guess yeah. the yeah. the the thing that I thought about while while this was happening, like the first day of of the airstrikes, and then when they started shelling, was like, mm-hmm. if it was happening here to us, what would we do? You know? Because yeah. I mean, again, the the first day I saw, um, I was like, oh my god, is this like Sarajevo in World War One? Is this World yeah. War Three? If you're a Russian watcher, some of them would say it started a long time ago and we just weren't looking. And you can see the world now separating, you know, like there are those who are trying to uphold democracy, trying because those are also the countries that gave these autocrats the ability Mm -hmm. to control our minds. And then you have autocrats in, right? You have... (laughs) Belarus, who turns to Russia, who turns to China, who now have a a system of money. So so I guess, so on the 36th anniversary of people power, we have another Marcos against another Mm -hmm. widow, and we Mm -hmm. have another spark of people power globally. And you asked about the laws. The biggest shift is that all of a sudden, the platforms acted against Russian state propaganda, right? Mm -hmm. They're taking them down. They have the power to do it. They can. Does it take more to do that? The minute mm-hmm. they've done this, they do this in other countries around the world. Right? So I guess I look at it as last, the last appeal is to realize that what social media has done is to make this a, a person-to-person. If you play basketball, it's a man-to-man defense. We moved out of zone defense. You can no longer hide right? Your voice, your community becomes as important. If you really believe in these values, this is the time to pull your community together. And then not only join Facts First, but it's called the mesh. All good people should come together
1: now. Amen. Where do we, how do we get more involved? Facts First PH, right? Hashtag for anything that we suspect is
3: (laughs) Correct. I, I and w- then I would just say, again. yeah, 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 send okay. to us, but more than that, like, you guys are doing this with this podcast, you're pulling your community together, yeah. it is about communities, because our communities have been torn apart, and so, even as we moan the loss of that, we're moaning mm-hmm. with our communities, so, let's moan together and do something together.
1: Iba <laughs> hey, na, that sounds different na Maria, let's moan together. <laughs> but i know what you mean (laughs) i know but i
0: know it sounds like fun (laughs) i I like that kind of moaning
1: (laughs) oh my goodness okay Uh, well i i I don't know i just i'm so freaking inspired and i feel like every time i listen to you talk i kind of i'm like let's go you know like We can still do this. And I love the idea of going back. And this just came to me speaking to you and and hearing you. I really like the idea of of the flowers and the guns. We know how to do this the way we are. We know who we are. Actually, Vince Rafael just posted a really interesting question on his Facebook the other day. Why is it that Filipinos are so forgiving? If you think about it, right? For a culture that got rid of its dictator... Not only did we not ensure that he was vilified forever, but we didn't even try to kill anybody associated with him. That's not all that common, right? We tend to be... I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of it is our family relationships their
0: interrelationships. makes it really, really hard to... You know, I mean, even during the Marcos times, you had people on one side, you know, for for the opposition, dating people from the other. I mean, partying. I mean, uh, I'm raising my hand there, but you know what I mean? While my mother was super against Marcos and all that, here I was partying with, you know, some of the people associated with them. But I can also name you people from the other side who are very close friends of, of the still partying also together. So there's those interrelationships that are hard to, you know, hard hard to cut actually because of either social ostracism or hindi ka marunong makisama anong klaseng tao. Yeah, you know what I mean? All these things in our, In in our culture,
2: if I can, I do a quick one. What happened? It's far. It's hard for me to understand. You know, from at the time of Edsa, where we were so gung ho and we knew what we wanted. How is it all of a sudden? Where are the parents of the digital children? Right. I mean, uh, how, how did we get to that divide, and where did we turn that corner? How did we go wrong if if we did? You know, from from being so proud of that and ousting something like the Marcos dictatorship to bring it back i mean how how where are the parents i mean it's like where are the parents
3: it's not that yeah. you still think Luis. you're still thinking that this is a rational world no. it's not yeah, maybe that's right? the it's, and, and think about it even before social media people all around the world there've been studies that have been done about this we don't vote based on what we think we vote based on how we feel like eighty percent, I think I, I can find the study and share it with you. And then with social media, with social media weaponized, yeah. when the governments themselves are doing this, right? Like so. So let's take you know this we've exposed in Rappler. Uh, in 2019, we showed you we did a three-part series on right. how how the Marcos oh. disinformation networks were tearing oh. history down step by step, right? Very easy to crack our minds this is the problem and we allowed it with impunity that's the other problem putin is doing the same thing with the Mm. ukraine and he's tapping these fears of the jews in odessa right or so but the same methodology i actually this was in my prologue in in my book um it's I was just saying, I talked about this fake account on Facebook in 2014 that started like there were, it was translated into different accounts, but it was talking about Nazism and how Mm. justifying the annexation of Crimea. And then the next day, the same exact thing came out of the mouth of Russia's foreign minister Lavrov at the UN. So Mm -hmm. bottom up attacks and then top down from power. So this is manipulation. This is part of the reason, you know, we are a little bit more screwed up than we would normally be. And why journalists are first under attack Mm -hmm. Why a journalist gets a Nobel Prize. So Mm -hmm. it's so it's not insurmountable, but this is it. This is the moment that we must surmount. Okay,
1: I am going to be, again, strict here just because I really do so appreciate you being here, Maria. But I do want to end on, on several notes. One, uh, there is crack and we got to fight it. <laughs> Two, we have to moan together. Three, <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is not insurmountable, but it really does take concerted effort. Four, we know who we are. We do. We're flowers and rifles and we can do this, right? Facts first. Ph. The mesh. We'll write all this down and make sure everyone hears it and hears it again. Maria, you have allies and supporters and fans and just very, very grateful Filipinos behind mm-hmm. you. So, thank you so much for being with us and good luck with your 24,200 you. you. uh, meetings coming. Good luck. <laughs> thank you. Thank have, you, have thank
2: you. Thanks your, so much, uh, Maria. Have your red wine. A sip of red <laughs> wine. We'll
0: have dinner and drink soon. soon. Wait We'll be back soon. <laughs> All right, thank girl. you so much, Maria.
1: Have a good and evening. You, Maria. Thank you,
3: Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. you, thank Thanks. you, thank Bye.
1: you. Mwah. Holy Moses. Okay, folks. I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to go from there. I feel like I have gotten my... I feel like I've gotten my marching papers in a good way. Like, I have my plan. My general has told me what to do. <laughs> and I, I, we got to hit the streets. I mean, no. Okay, I'm kind of a serious note, though. No. I'm, an, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm a Manang also. I was a young activista, but, but Manang, kailang. Okay I mean, look at me now. God, <laughs> white hair. But that's fine. My point is though I was a young activist uh, activista and was proud of it. I was much more aggressive and braver, as I think a lot of us are in our youth, right? And I will admit mm. that as I've gotten older, especially, and Bambina, I know you got this in your Inquirer uh, column as well. You got severely attacked by some tremendous misogynists, right? And I have to say for a selfie shy Gen Xer, it took me a long time to brave <laughs> the scary waves of social mm. media because I didn't want to be attacked. I didn't want yeah. to be told that I, quote, deserve to have my eyeballs mm. raped and all this awful stuff that people say, right? I didn't want to be attacked in a way that I didn't know how to calmly and rationally argue against. Sure. Yeah. And so it took a long time to get there. But I guess yeah. after this discussion with Maria, all she's been through, all she's still going through, how brave she and all of Rappler have mm-hmm. really been, I feel like it's a clarion call for a lot of us that might still be feeling a little yeah. bit nervous. Na, parang, this is our time, man. I mean, we need to, mm-hmm. we need to hold the line. As she, as she so brilliantly put in a thousand words. Yeah. Get over the embarrassment get over the fear let's kill with kindness if have to be but let's get out there let's really mechanize as best we can right? yeah. mobilize mechanize the the social media and mobilize well, moaning possible. and moaning <laughs> don't forget the one how cute
0: <laughs> i'm in it for the moaning <laughs> no oh no no you know facetiousness facetiousness aside i actually wanted to ask her she had brought up the thing about it's really just one world, but I never got the chance to ask her, like, has she ever been at kind of materialized in real life at one point or another? You know, obviously she's taken steps to protect herself and everything. So in a way, those, if there were any such threats in real life, they've been, thwarted or deflected, but you know it's kind of scary to get like I, it's you know, so I would get scary. these threats, right? And I would wonder if you know someone would come up to me at some talk or something and start, you know, attacking me. In the mm-hmm. case of my mom, for example, yeah. you know there would be
1: actual death threats, and, and she would be in list and all. That's that. right. Like, yeah, and we so know actual funny. journalists who were actually tortured, right? So this is no joke, especially yes, for yes. for journalists. But Lou, yeah. I'm, I'm interrupting you a bit, and yeah. I apologize. Um, but I just wanted to jump on something here that I thought was interesting and pertinent considering March is Women's History Month, right? And she spoke about how she quote, copes one is knowing she's not alone. And she really specified the three sort of heads of Rappler being together. I think there's an interesting opportunity here as well. If we want to talk about weaponizing kindness, weaponizing who we are as Filipinos, of really showing up for each other. So I remember, for example, I, I, I got yelled at by, by someone fairly recently on Facebook. Um, I believe they misunderstood what I was trying to say. And an old friend from college jumped in and said, actually, what I think Laura's trying to say yeah. is this. Right? And it was you know, fairly respectful for a little bit. Then it got a little ugly. But I do think that's what I mean by, especially if you're in my generation, Parang, let's show up now for each other. If we see someone else getting attacked, Wes, yeah, we can say something. Cool. You know what I mean? And we don't have to go on the offensive and, and sort of go down to that level. We can do it. It'll take a lot of deep breaths. I won't lie to you. It'll take a lot of deep breaths and meditation, maybe moaning ahead of time. But <laughs> we do. I feel like we have to show up for each other in the way that in EDSA, Deba, When we had friends who were like really in harm's way, Wes, we were there or we brought sandwiches or whatever. I think Now's the time. We cross the Rubicon. We really show up for each other and women in particular who get all of the rape threats. Individuals Mm. in the LGBTQ community who get all of the hardcore rape threats. We show up. We protect. We add our voices there. You know what I mean?
2: I think, you know, it it, it can seem dark, right? But it was really funny because I've always been um, sort of, I've been questioning about this issue about us being torn apart through manipulation, right? And then you know, like what Maria was saying, is like you know both camps right now are, are looking for sort of the same thing, which I didn't mm. sort of realize it in in, in that mm. way. I think every single camp out there is really looking for a better Philippines, and that to me is that incredible foundation of who we are, right? And I mistakenly thought that our values were changing, or that they were. Fisher, or that they were, you know. And I think that, uh, you know, once we're out of this politics back and forth, we are the Filipino people that extend a hand to, you know, the old lady or help somebody cross the street or the welcoming folk to anybody who um, graces our land. It's, it's who we are. And that really, I think that, that point of hers was, was very clear. And, and I'm sort of happy to know that inside we are still that, right? My wish is that we really understand that and and try to really see the obvious truths behind that and ask ourselves, am I being manipulated? I mean, have the humility as whatever group we're in to say, Mm -hmm. am I being manipulated or not? Let me take a step back and make sure that my bias is not in the way Mm -hmm. for the good that we're all looking for.
1: I think crucial there, Lou. I agree with you, but I think she said something that really struck me today, which was, we're living in the age of information abundance, and we might need to scale back a little. But yeah, I feel like it's not mm-hmm. so much, let's yeah. rein in the information, but get yeah, really, rein in maybe your sources, ba? Parang don't listen to every TikToker or every YouTuber, because my friend said Ganyan. Maybe be really picky. Decide for yourself. Actually, Brene Brown talks about this. I don't know, Bams, if you read her book, Rising Strong, but she talks about it is important on some level to listen to feedback and opinion about yourself, but the total number of names can't yeah. fit on a bigger piece of paper than it was like a quarter of an inch. Be really picky about yeah. who you entrust with the opinion of you. Be yeah. really picky about where you're going to be educated right so to me it's not about reining in the information but but really honoring yourself but but some some people don't have that luxury
0: as well i mean we also have to acknowledge that that we can say that because we kind of have the luxury of choosing to actually we have the time and all to to balance out the information that we get cross-check and all but not everybody has that luxury as well not even everybody
1: has a luxury education right which is fair but back in the yeah. day I mean not to go back to the grand old school but let's say back in the day we only had RPN 9 we only had Manila Bulletin we only yeah. had we had far far less what? and then you made a choice yes. about who yeah. you were going yeah. to listen to for sure that's what yeah. I mean that's what I mean yeah, yeah. Not, because honestly yeah. No, asking and, anyone to yeah. fact check is really hard <laughs> no for
0: sure and, no, and and if you recall like in, in the run up to Edsa, there was like you said RPN 9 and everything but there Mm-mm. was it, was, it had become a propaganda channel, right? So, yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, was it, was, pastor, it was that, for the So that was, was when, yeah, and, and that was actually when a lot of other alternative, more credible news sources also came out, right? Inquirer, mm-hmm. Mr. Nist and Malaya and all. So, yeah, I guess right. there's always a reaction and, you know, again, it's dialectic, I guess, there's always a reaction. And it could be like Okuyama, right? Like, like maybe we were uh, in, you mentioned it as well. There's too much affluence and too much comfort. It's almost a kind of on to say, oh, well, let's start a revolution, let's start a war. <laughs> like, Jesus, you imagine. which is wrong, which is
1: cynical. As well, um, but. Flowers, flowers, right. and rifles. I
0: don't
2: know. And sure. Flowers you to
1: know. online folk. We can do this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it feels a bit like I guess, the biggest challenge is, you know, again, we're saying, you know, my, my analogy of the marathon was also like, Many people don't really know that the machinery that they're in that it, it's sort of it's like the matrix. You don't know you're in the matrix, right? right. And so you don't understand that you are being right. manipulated. I mean, and that's what the scary part yeah. is. You would have, I mean, with anybody at any level, if, if the moment you realize that somebody is playing with your mind, is manipulating you, you will yes, awake. Like, yeah. The issue is. How do we awaken from that?
1: And that's where I keep doubling down on the idea of regulation. I do think the hyper-individuality and the hyper-capitalistic sexiness Mm -hmm. that we were coming from was like, don't regulate business, destroy the economy, all this stuff. But the truth of the matter is when public safety is at stake, you freaking regulate, man. Period, right? So, to me, we need that. Governments are supposed to look out for its people precisely against the interests of business because there's no moral compass built into a profit. You know what I mean? Built into a balance sheet. So, I really, I really am hoping that governments get finally really strict about regulating maybe not content, but even something as simple as this is a verified news source, right? These are legitimate, like journalists. Journalists get a badge. Bambina has one. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't just sort of walk in and get it. That's what I mean. We also need the governments to step up and start regulating for public health. public health issue between the addiction, the safety, the actual death threats. You know, public safety. We need the regulation. So on that note, as we end, folks, as yes, exactly. Flipping the narrative, folks, we have an opportunity to flip this narrative. Let's show up for each other. Let's you know put those flowers in the rifles. Let's be brave, people. Mas lalo no yung mga manang katulad ko. Let's be brave. Let's get out there.
2: <laughs> awesome, right. what a great Thank episode. Thank see you again, Thank you. and thanks everybody for joining us.
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Wow. Was it worth it? Did we work it? Put that thing down. Flip it in reverse it. Keep flipping with us. Subscribe to Flipping the Narrative wherever you get your podcasts to listen to our new episodes as soon as they drop. We're on social media too.
2: Follow at Flipping the Narrative on Instagram and Facebook and let us know what you think. Or send us an email at flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. That's flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com.
1: Music courtesy of Kumbia Mamacita by Yoki of Ozum Beats. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Josel Gaston, our sound editor and musical engineer and podcast advisor and overall guru. And to Nami Kapati, the artist who created our awesome logo and visuals. Till we flip again.